Welcome to the Bethel Church Austin Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Pastor Joaquin Evans. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com. Oh my goodness, that was so amazing. Oh wow. I just, I was overwhelmed just watching and thinking and declaring and believing and Wow, thank you for your sacrifice. I love, Joaquin, that you challenged us to, you know, on this side, (laughs) to give thanks and to believe and to declare before we see any of it, because there is so much power released in the heavenlies. And Israel, you were right. (laughs) There has been a line drawn in the sand, and we just crossed over, and we've given notice. (laughs) Notice has been given in this city, (laughs) and the devil has just tucked tail and ran out. (laughs) That's a good Texas saying right there. Oh my goodness. So I'm excited to get to do this. I'm getting to live like all of my talk show host dreams right now. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So what we're going to do is we're going to have a little fun. We're also going to get to know our leaders. We're going to talk about Bethel Austin's established, our new home. And so I get to ask a couple of questions and um, let's just dig right in. Let's do it. Okay. Number one. Well, I've got lots of pages, but there's not that many, only because I don't want to have to wear my glasses. And so it's printed in 24 font. You can probably read them from here, but uh, one day. I was going to get up here and declare that Bethel Austin, we're going to age backwards. (laughs) That's what I'm believing. Come on. Uh, That's a good declaration right there. I like that. Yes. Hallelujah. Okay, so let's start. So can you give us some highlights of the vision of why Bethel Austin is being planted here? Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, uh, you we don't know the... some of these questions, so this is going to be fun. Kind of scary, but fun. <laughs> start with a big one, wide open. We, uh, we're so blessed to be here. We've been in Austin for three and a half years now, and uh, it's just been incredible. We we uh, uh, felt like it was home before our feet touched the ground. Like it was just one of those God God dynamics. Um, uh, it's been incredible. But, you know, I've, I had a vision that I've shared in, in different settings, but I think it kind of sums up for me a part of what God's doing. Um, you know, one, uh, start with actually leaving Reading when God was stirring this, coming to plant a church uh, you know, leaving Reading to plant a church, it was it was a shock uh, to my system uh, at, early on because we were very connected, uh, just very happy in in Reading, part of this incredible move of God. And God starts talking about us leaving, and I was like, "Well, are you sure, God?" And and God said, um, "I'm not asking you to leave. I'm asking you to extend the tent pegs." So bringing that move, expanding that move of God, is really uh, the the heart behind what we're doing here. Uh, but then uh, in, in praying, as we fast forward, I'm praying into specifically Austin and why Austin. I went into a vision, and in the vision, um, I saw uh, Austin, and I saw a ground swell uh, under Austin, which at that time I did not know Austin was over an aquifer, but uh, a ground swell and a, a geyser exploding up out of Austin. And, uh, and then the scene switched from that to 
San Francisco, the summer of love, and San Francisco, the hippie movement, which I thought was strange in this vision. I'm like, what am I seeing? And so, you know, this hippie, free love uh, dynamic. And uh, I said, God, what am I seeing? And then the scene switched again to the Jesus people movement and a movement of holiness and righteousness, Christ-centered, and then back to the geyser. And God said, a movement is coming out of Austin. The church gets to play a part in deciding which direction that movement goes. And so I really feel like, to, like in summary, I feel like that that's part of what God has, has sent us to be a part of. So, yeah. Amen. So good. You want to add anything, Renee? I'll just add that when I, um, even before I was born again, when I was young, I kind of just had this, just this feeling that I might end up in America. And I remember saying, I would either want to live in California or Texas. Yeah! <laughs> I had never been to the U.S. before, so I had no idea how different they were and how big that statement was. Um, but so I've lived in California and now in Texas. And one of the reasons why I think it's significant is I think that they're both apostolic states. Amen. And I think what happens in those states um, drives the course of this nation. And so I'm excited to be in Texas because I believe what happens here and what is birthed here is going to help guide this nation. And if, um, you know, we're believing for this revival that has been prophesied over this city and we know it's coming and we're so excited, but we truly believe this revival is going to help lead the entire nation into a time of revival. So, so good. Amen. You can clap. You can clap. That's good. <laughs> All right. Okay, so what kind of ministries do you see developing in this next season that we don't currently have? Wow. Great question, too. Um, we, uh, we, he you has know, we not are, seen we are, any of my questions. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we are starting, obviously, just... Uh, talked about launching the men's ministry, so that is in the process of launching, and a, a women's ministry uh, that's coinciding. So very excited about that and strengthening the foundation and the, the community and the family uh, dynamic in our community. Family, someone prayed it powerfully, one of the declarations, but uh, family is what's going to change things. Breaking it off fatherlessness is what's going to change societies. So very excited about those. Um, we have a, a, a budding technology school. That it, it is, uh, it's kind of in, a, in a, a launch phase, but to really see that grow and take off, that's very exciting. Um, and a school of ministry. Um, uh, we we want to, I had a vision when we got here, and obviously um, most people know uh, in Reading, I, I developed the healing rooms there. So that's what I did was known for that and really connected to that ministry. Uh, but when I got here, feet on the ground, God actually started talking to me about a prophetic rooms and uh, an environment that is cultivated in the presence and just saturated in the prophetic, the way the healing rooms is in Reading, but in the realm of the prophetic, that people can come in and just hear from God and get word from God. What I saw is people of influence. In the vision, I saw people of influence coming through the side door, people who People essentially who don't want to come into the sanctuary for the church, but they know they can hear from God, and they come through the side door and get a word from God and get direction from heaven and get influence. And so I'm excited for a prophetic rooms uh, to launch. And um, I'll pause there. I'm sure you have more <laughs> to say. We have a long list of, of dreams. Um, another one of the things that we want to see developed is um, almost like a role ministry, if you will, as an ambassador to our city. 
um, and, and someone who will go out and they will interact with government and they will interact with the city um, and figure out ways of how we can partner with the city to see God come even more. And, you know, we got that template from Reading, how they have been such a resource to their city. And, and sometimes when they're in need, when some of these state organizations are in need, uh, Bethel Church is the first place they turn to for help. And I really have a desire that Bethel Austin will be the first place that the city turns to when they need help. Um, and that we'll continue to just grow in favor uh, with God and with man here in Austin. Um, so we have, you know, a lot of dreams, like a creative school as well. We would love to see something mm. developed around creative and technology and even partnering those two things together. And um, I mean, we have, I don't know, there's so much like a prophetic. We're, we're dreaming about doing our first prophetic conference um, soon. And there's so many amazing things I could keep going, but. Foster care. Yeah. We want to really be involved yeah. in foster care. Yeah. We have a couple of, of homes that we partner with already, but really, um, again, that, that ending fatherlessness in, in our city. So, yeah. And uh, that's just to, to name a few. Yeah. So. <laughs> so good. So good. Well, that kind of leads me into the next question, which is what are some specific ways you want to see Bethel Austin impact our city? So I want to know practically. We just heard some and spiritually. So how do you see us impacting Austin? One of the really cool opportunities that we are being invited into at the moment is to partner with the police department. And um, they want to talk about how to partner the prophetic strategically with finding missing people, helping um, solve cases. And so that is really exciting um, to build towards that. And just be obviously such a blessing to them, but just to help rescue people, you know. Um, so, so that's a really, that's something that we're beginning to develop relationship in that area. Um, you know, the homeless population, we don't want to, we want to take care of them, but we don't want to just see them stay there. You know, we want to figure out a way that we can really rehabilitate the people who want to get off the streets, we can help them find jobs, we can we can feed them, and we can do all of that kind of stuff, which is so amazing and is such a now need, but we can actually get them out of this the circle, you know, the, the rut that they're kind of finding themselves in, and so we're excited about that too. Yeah, the, the civic engagement role that was already talked about on a really practical level, um, really being connected, you know, with all the city leaders from business to uh, government all across the board, that they know that we are there to serve them without agenda. Mm -hmm. that, um, that's really on a practical level. And two, on a spiritual level, that the, the presence of God dwells in such a way that people know that there's a place of hope, that, they, yeah. that people walk in, that the testimony that, that we don't have to advertise on the radio, that the, the word of mouth testimony... People know if you have addiction, you can walk in that building and your addiction breaks. Yeah, yeah. If you have arthritis and you have whatever debilitating condition, disease, you walk in and God heals bodies, restores marriages. Just we, It's happening already. People have gotten healed in the parking lot, getting out of their car here. Marriages have been restored, walking in the door. But how much more? And when we have ownership over the property, the land, and we can worship 24-7, just invite his presence. Oh, I'm very excited. One of the cool things as well is I've just been imagining is um, in the revival with Amy Semple McPherson, she would have ambulance days. And it would mean that people would come and ambulances would line up out the front of her church knowing that if they got prayer, they would be healed. And so one of my desires is that when doctors give diagnoses where they're like, we can't do anything else for you, 
but I know of a church. I know of a place where the goodness and the glory of the Lord dwells. And so we can't do anything else, but you can go here and, you know, you can get prayer and, and see people get healed. So I would love to be a place that the medical community recognizes as, as a place of healing as well. Actually, okay. that reminds me, uh, another ministry, we are, the ho Holy Spirit is moving <laughs> behind us. Another place, we're, another ministry we're, we're launching, we're having our first, first meeting in a couple weeks is um, a heaven and health care, infusing uh, heaven and the recognition of his presence and the miraculous into health care workers and professionals that they learn how to bring that, that, that miraculous dynamic into their work environments and they find each other, believers in that city, find each other to strengthen and encourage each other. We've been working with this ministry for about 10 years in England that's doing that and having an incredible impact in the nation there. And so we're bringing that here as well. So, so exciting. Are you excited about all of this, guys? <laughs> These two are not lacking in vision. I can <laughs> promise you that. Okay, so this is Austin, so I'd like to know, how many tattoos do each of you have? <laughs> Austin, tattoos. Um, how many do you have, baby? I have zero tattoos. Zero. Okay. I'm a, pur I'm a purist. Purist. <laughs> <laughs> I have three. 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 Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. She's the wild one out of the two of us. <laughs> Don't believe him. It's only partly true. Okay, so this first question is for Renee. Renee, which space in the new building are you most excited about and why? I mean, so hard. There are so many beautiful parts of this building. One of the things that I love is... The bathrooms. I do love the bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> I have a thing about nice bathrooms. Um, so the women's is going to be this beautiful blush color, like with marble countertops and the men's is going to be gold this and gold accents yes and the men's is going to be black i know that sounds really but it's going to be beautiful guys you'll love it um i, I love that they just <laughs> talked about the bathrooms <laughs> well i do like the bathrooms but i actually think the bookstore is my is my current favorite place it's like oh it's like stepping into like c.s lewis's library that's how I'd like to describe it. Like this beautiful old English Harvard style-ish, you know, like forest greens and brown leathers and gold. With all glass walls that look into the, the lobby. Herringbone pattern tiles. Like it's so pretty. Great. I'm excited about the sanctuary. Because that's where God's going to be. He's going to be everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Even in the bathroom. Even in the bathroom. So, Joaquin, I want to know how much time, how much input, and how much have you been involved in the design process? Well, I've let Renee help me a little bit, and um, <laughs> it's going well. Is it? She's had some good input. <laughs> no, it's the complete reverse of that. <laughs> she lets me put in my two cents here and there. So, yes, but it's fun. Have there been any disagreements? No, because I know better than that. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, there hasn't been disagreement. There's been some timing issues. Like, you know, we, we designed the whole place, and then he's like, yeah, I really don't like that. And I'm like, 
Like, how much don't you like that? Because <laughs> like, now we have to go change that, and that's a big deal. So can you live with it, or, you know, do you really not like it? And so he, he hasn't pulled the card too often of, like, you know, putting his foot down. <laughs> it's like one or two things. But. I got a couple cards up my sleeve still, though. <laughs> You're out. You're out of cards. <laughs> well, Joaquin, I heard a rumor. Uh-oh. That there are some spaces in the new building where carpet is a non-negotiable. Like it has <laughs> to have carpet on the floors. Can you elaborate on yeah, this? Because you need to lay on the floor in the glory. So <laughs> I don't want to interrupt God because the concrete floor is too cold. Like, you know, I don't, we don't have a 20-minute God. We have a four-hour, 10-hour 10-day encounter of God, so, you know, we need plush carpet to facilitate the glory moving and our ability to receive all that God is doing. So, that was one of my cards. So, I want you to know, <laughs> even to the tiniest detail, our leaders have been thinking through all of the, the possibilities. So good. So I know this has been quite a journey. I mean, we've been looking for land and all of the things, and yeah. for, I mean, it's been a process. Um, so what has been the biggest challenge in the whole process of, you know, or the biggest obstacle that we've, you know, overcome? I think just all the, the closed doors <laughs> before we got the open door, because it was just years of knocking on doors and trying to find places and just getting no after no after no. I mean, literally hundreds of places. Our, our, I know. You know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, so that I think yeah. was our biggest obstacle, but it's yeah. such a process. I mean, my, my brother and my dad are in construction, and I kind of grew up around that, so I had a little bit of an idea, but on a domestic level, and so like going into a commercial level construction project, I'm like, whoa, like how many people does it take to put a light bulb in kind of thing, you know? I'm like, how many people do we need in this meeting? So that's my frustration. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> just being real, okay? I know Jahi sympathizes with me. I'm just going to get comfortable. Sorry, guys. Very inappropriate shoes, but pretty. So, you know. Okay. Shout out to your husband, Shane, who put in most of those hours searching for buildings for us. And, uh, Way to go, babe. Two, two years of, of searching, two years plus, but... Uh, Austin is, I mean, it's such a, it's a good thing, but Austin is such a hot commodity that, um, you know, there's multiple uh, businesses trying to move into every, every space and all the good ones. So a lot of people look at a, at a chur church as, um, you know, an unknown or a headache or something, you know, we can have a big box store move in, trusted brand. So, uh, but, but I actually love the process of waiting on God and I know not, not to make it hyper spiritual but I there is part of that that I that I do you know God is good you know he has a plan mm -hmm. you know all the closed doors are just him waiting for the right open door yeah. and that's what he's done in this process it's not easy in every moment but you just know you're just like waiting cuz you know he's got that good breakthrough coming and so there is a part of that process that I actually enjoy though so That's good so along those same lines have you learned anything in this process like what is something new that you've learned in this process of waiting? I'm not as patient as I thought. 
<laughs> I'm like, yeah, what he's saying? I'm like, uh. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate it, obviously, the waiting, and there are so many lessons to be learned, but he's the patient one. I'm like, let's get it done now, kind of. You know. We I even eat chocolate oh. crap. Absolutely. <laughs> we have three tattoos between us. <laughs> um, you know, just just re reaffirming that God knows better than we do, and. Uh, I think this is our sixth building, sixth location that we've met in since we've been in Austin, and uh, which is wild, and never knowing what the next location is going to be, but he always opened up something bigger and something better in the right time and in the right season, and even, um, you know, what part of town we're in, and uh, we always knew it had to be South Austin, but... <laughs> I think the drunk is falling apart. <laughs> um, and, uh, but he just providing a better and better step each, each, each step along the way. Um, and, and even being on Saturday nights here, which we've been for such a long stretch now, we never came to Austin going, you know what our plan is? We want to start church on Saturday night. Let's plan a church that meets on Saturday night. That just sounds like a great idea. In fact, everyone told us, all the leaders in the city said, don't do it. No one will come. <laughs> and... Uh, but it's what we ended up with. But what we found it, it actually created this relational equity in the city uh, because so many people can come and, and get a taste, drink from the well. We have, we have, in fact, entire worship teams that have come through on a Saturday, get filled up, and then God breaks out on their church on Sunday because they got something here. And so it's opened up this well uh, that we didn't plan, that God had a plan. And so we're so thankful that he knows better than we do. And so just reaffirming that has been a big part of the process. Yeah. So good. Okay. So what or where is the biggest area of need for us as a congregation as we prepare to move into this new next stage, next building? Well, I'm glad you asked, Stacey. Um, <laughs> We're really serve teams, like serving. We need double, you know, we are going to move to Sunday services um, as well. So double the services. So we need to grow our serving teams um, in every every way, every capacity, every team. Uh, we need to pretty much double. Um, so so that is the a huge need Did for hear us. That? We need right. great people on production because it really, we're building this facility so that we can be going live every week. Um, you know, when we were in lockdown, we had people watching from that little itty bitty studio, you know, that we made out of our conference room at the office. Like, we had people watching from all over the world, you know, and so we, we want to make the service available to people everywhere, anytime. And so a big part of that is, is production and, and getting it out. But that requires people operating cameras and sound. Shout out to our guys up the back there. You're amazing. <laughs> you know, yes. So amazing. <laughs> so we, we just need help. We just need all hands on deck. We need the family to... Be the family, you know, when I, you know, I don't, I don't know. I'm about to go somewhere. I'm about to start preaching. But, but, you know, we watch that banning video and part of that is like church is a family, not a business. You know, we don't come here to be served. 
we come here to serve. When my kids get to a certain age, they serve in our home. They have chores, they have responsibilities, and it's a privilege, you know, um, as part of being a family. So I'm excited to see those teams grow. We already have phenomenal yeah. surf teams. Yeah. I mean, yeah. incredible teams, um, but we need, we need them to double. I just, I just interject. I'm excited about um, when we go to, to add Sundays, uh, if it was really just going to open up even Saturday nights to go off rev after revival even more yeah. and just our own building and just no limits and just go as late as we want and not have anything to worry about and just presence and then, and, and still have a just great, um, just teaching Sunday mornings, the structure and people who that works better for and and Saturday nights is just gonna be blowouts so yeah <laughs> so exciting well I know you said this earlier and we were just talking about Saturday nights but for anyone who didn't listen or didn't hear or came in late we will continue the question is will we continue to con have Saturday night services absolutely and yeah. when will the Sunday service be added I just want you to say it one more time yes yes, yes. Yeah, so we're gonna uh, we should be in the in the new building uh, early June and by mid June at least, and then we'll operate keep this service Saturday night service until late August, and then we're gonna launch into adding Sunday morning. So we'll every week we'll have Saturday night and Sunday morning. And again, uh, if you came in, uh, we're we're trying to nail down the the final details, but it looks like we're going to be able to have a conference with uh, Brian Simmons and Chris Valentin to kick off uh, the moving into adding Sunday services. So Friday, uh, June for Saturday nights, not Friday anything. June for Saturday nights, and then August uh, to add Sundays. Yeah. We will yep. continue with the Saturday nights continue in August. With Saturday Everybody night. got that? Yes. That's probably the most asked question that I've received. Yes. We have We're come have to Saturday. love Saturday nights. Yes, like I we know. couldn't really imagine church without Saturday nights anymore. So. I know. Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay. So Renee just had a birthday. Did you guys know that? <laughs> Happy birthday. Thank you. And it's no secret that her love language is gifts. Yes. That's right. So my question is to Joaquin. What is your love language? <laughs> Gifts. <laughs> no. It's no, it's not. It's at uh, all. It, it's not. I at try all. to give him good gifts, and I'm like, look how amazing this is, and he's like, cool. And I'm like, you could show a little bit more enthusiasm for my sake. <laughs> my love language is, is touch, and. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, affirmation, quality time, but touch I think is number one. Okay. So yes, good. very good to know. Okay, I like hugs. Hugs, I like hugs too. <laughs> I love hugs. What has been the most surprising thing about senior leading the local church? There's no one else to send problems to. <laughs> Uh, Eric, Eric Johnson asked me the same question, you know, however long in, into it, and he's like, what's been the biggest surprise adjustment? And, you know, we were on, we were on pastoral leadership team in Reading for, for a long time, um, and uh, so I'm like, it, it's not that we haven't dealt with all of the same things before, 
But, you know, the really big things, there's always someone else to, like, hey, here, <laughs> help. Like, come in, come in on this. Like, or here, go see them. Or, and I'm like, yep, there's no one else to send it to now. Like, it's, it stops here. So, <laughs> yeah. I would say in the same vein, like, we, we are the red tape. <laughs> you know, we, like, we used to always be like, oh, things are taking so long to, like, establish and move. You know, at Bethel Reading, sometimes you'd wait three to six months for an answer on something because of the red tape that it has to go through. And I'm like, oh, we're the red tape. <laughs> but it's just, like, so much going on all the time that you can't make decisions, like, big decisions just bang, 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 you know, you have to think through all of the scenario. I remember, yeah. I remember Eric Johnson said that they once had a two and a half hour meeting on where to put a crosswalk. And I was just sitting in the audience like, what, like, come on, people, like, we can do this more efficiently. We can just, come on, just get it done. Just make the choice, you know. And now I'm like, only two and a half hours? You did, you guys did awesome. Because I'm like, we have, I don't know, we have executive meetings and sometimes we take, four hours to decide on one thing because it affects every other situation mm. and, and all these different people yeah. and moving parts. And I'm like, whoa, there's a lot more to this that, yeah, meets yeah. the eye. I would say the positive side of that, though, is so fulfilling to watch a, a culture develop yeah. and a community really come into identity and Believing in people catching it and families being empowered and people being, you know, restored and all, all these things happening and, and being a part of a, a powerful, um, you know, uh, miracle environment in Reading, uh, but to be at the senior senior level to watch that that environment, and that culture being being created. It, it's incredibly fulfilling. So, yeah, I think it's also it's also super humbling. Yeah, absolutely. In the best way, you know. I'm like, I just almost want to fall over on stage just so I can get over and done with. You know, because you always mess up in some way or you're going to make mistakes. And the Lord continues to humble you in beautiful ways, you know. And just when you think that maybe something might be because you made a good decision, he's like, don't forget who's building this, you know. And the Lord continually, in such a beautiful way, just humbles you and reminds you, like, this, like, I love you, but this really has nothing to do with you. <laughs> this has got everything to do with what he's doing and what he's building. And so, so it's, it's beautiful. So good. That just reminded me of what Ben said right before when we were praying. And he was like, this is God's dream. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is God's Ab dream. Absolutely. And we get to be a part of executing God's yeah. dream absolutely. in this city. Oh. So exciting. Well, we're thankful that you're our senior leaders and oh, all the surprises. Thank you. thank you. So thankful. Thank you. You're doing an amazing job. So let's talk about Austin. What's your favorite thing about living in Austin? The food. The food. <laughs> the food. Elaborate a the little food. bit more <laughs> on that food. <laughs> Say it louder. The food and, you know, just the... We, we love li living in a city environment that has a lot to offer coming from Reading, which is 90,000 people. And, you know, there literally is double everything. Double Denny's. They have a double they, Denny's. They have two Denny's. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that, that, if you haven't been to Reading, that tells the story right there. And they're right across the freeway from each other. Like, same exit, just on one on this side and one on that side. Why? I don't know. But they have two Denny's and... You know, if you need to go 
to eat after 9 o'clock, you go to Denny's because, you know, so the fact that there's stuff to do and things are We open. just got a Chick-fil-A, like just got one like last week. In Reading. In Reading. In Reading, Like yeah. that's a big deal for Reading. So Palestine, Texas just got a Chick-fil-A <laughs> as well. <laughs> but, uh, but Austin is fun. We love, we love the culture. We love yeah. the creativity. We love the energy. We love the entrepreneurial spirit. And it, it ties into that, that apostolic, and, and there is a similar thing in California, but that apostolic uh, where anything is possible from here, mm -hmm. and it's, you know, big businesses are drawn to that, whether they realize it or not, but anything is, is possible from here, and, and Austin being the capital of that, and, you know, what, what starts here changes the world, the UT motto, that whole thing, that's, uh, we just, we love that, the spirit, yeah. I think like it's such a blessing to be in a city where the churches get along and champion each other. Oh, so that's like yes, such a big deal absolutely. to us. Like it was such a confirming sign for us in our journey of figuring out to come here when we just saw how the churches loved each other and the unity among the pastors was just such a big draw card to us. We're like, well, we've we've traveled a lot. We've never seen anything like yeah. this before. So if you don't realize how good Austin has it, like. You need to realize it is not like this uh, yeah. just about anywhere else in the world, the unity among the pastors, and they go away on retreat together, and they pray together, and they believe for each other. It's, it is really incredible, and they're, they're less hung up here than anywhere I've ever seen, and we've traveled all over the world on who speaks in tongues and who doesn't, and what, you know, what sign is over the door. It is, it is phenomenal, and it's, it's really owed to some really incredible fathers and mothers of the yeah. spirit that have gone, uh, you know, decades uh, before uh, just laying that foundation. God bless them. What an incredible yeah. thing they've started here. So. Amen. Amen. So good. Okay, so let's shift gears a little bit. So once we have 24-7 access to facilities, I want you to tell me what a typical week is going to look like at Bethel Austin. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I will say, before we open, because I think that this is kind of cool, before we open, um, I really felt like the Lord impressed it on my heart that we have 24-7 worship for, for a week, for seven days leading up to the opening of the building. So I'm really excited about that. I feel like the Lord is going to establish something um, in that week. Get ready, worship Get team. Get ready, worship team. I've already offered my services on the tambourine. I mean, I'm, Dylan turned me down, ready. but whatever. I've got the 2 to 3 a.m. slot. Come party with me. I, I got the tambourine on my shoes, ready to go. So I'm excited for that. Like, I actually think that's going to be profoundly significant for the momentum of moving yeah, into that church. Um, so you can give the typical week, but... I don't know. I mean, our offices are going to be uh, right in the the unit next door and we you know we have offices currently that we're that we're in that are humming all the time um you know there's er something happening almost every every evening of the week you know and and worship rooms are streamed from out of there you know services were streamed in the shutdown out of there um and but all that will be happening um but you know we're we're Along with the school of ministry, tech school, but also mini schools, like, um, you know, we have a real heart. We didn't talk about the uh, entrepreneurial business um, uh, incubator stuff that's, that's already in the works, but when we have a real facility, 
uh, for that is going to take off. Um, but all those things are going to be happening, uh, you know, schools of evangelism and healing schools, like three, four-day deal. I mean, over a course of time, I think you'll be able to show up there pretty much any time, you know, from, you know, 8 a.m. at least to, to 10 p.m., and there'll be something happening in the facility, in the building. So we're really, we're just really excited. And, you know, we love the cafe to be just a real, uh, you know, a place of connection and fellowship. And so as all those things are happening, people can just come and meet there and hang out and, you know, the, the walking trails, you know, grab a coffee and go for all, all that. I just really want, we want it to be a place of real community and life and family, not just a place where you come for your weekend service, but where people can do life together. So, so good. So good. Thank you for that. So we're going to be moving to Southeast Austin out by the airport. You've heard all of that. So what do you see is significant about the future of that area of Austin? Ooh. Well, I mean, in the natural, obviously, that's like one of the most up and coming areas of Austin in terms of um, the land. They're thinking, well, they're planning to build a domain area uh, similar to the one up north down there in that east quadrant. Um, Tesla obviously has moved in, which is really cool. We actually, as a team, like we were praying the other day and it turned into this hour long prayer for like Elon Musk to be saved. So <laughs> we're believing for that. And uh, we, were, we were given some, you know, yeah, it, w- it was really fun, really cool time prophetically. Um, but we, we think it's such an, an area of influence as that place grows and we'll continue to be you know a lot of the big box stores like HEB and all that kind of stuff have already bought up land around that area Um, so it's really just a matter of time before they break ground on on establishing more and more stuff out Mm -hmm. that way Um, so it's just going to continue to grow and grow and we're excited to sort of be in the midst of that like in the kind of this you know hot lava core if you will of just activity and community and life within Austin and um yeah. I think it's a I think the east is like a super creative area. I mean, obviously there's creativity across all of Austin, but I just I just see the this southeast quadrant being known for creativity and like Joaquin was saying like entrepreneurship. Um I think it's just going to be this bustling, thriving place of of life, of people dreaming and seeing their dreams come to pass and I'm excited. Yeah. I I completely think it's another example of God knowing better than we do and you know all the closed doors for two and a half years of not this place not this place because God was reserving the the right place for us and then getting in with you know uh, brokers and and developers and finding out all that 90% of that land is bought up already and so we know Tesla but all uh, uh, malls and hotels and all of this stuff is going to explode over there it's the last like open space for that to happen and it feels significant God is putting us in there first almost so to speak to create a spiritual um, tent peg in the ground that all that's going to grow up around and so in saying that we're we're literally having our established campaign night to move into our building that we're leasing but we're already praying believing for pulling uh, investors together we're like we have to get land now because that that area is is exploding and the prices are going and we're like we're trying to get land now before we're even already moved into the building but that's just the trajectory that god that god has us on so 
I say a partner with us in prayer that we'd be able to get land now, even if, even if it takes a, a number of years before we can start building on it. We just need to lock that in. So, yeah. And also what Shane was saying, like just its proximity to the airport, I think is really significant as well. And just having this call for the nations to come, like it's going to be a really easy commute <laughs> from the airport. We were even dreaming in one of our meetings. We're like, we should just write like on top of the roof like Jesus loves you, so that when people fly in, they can see this sign. And then actually Mike, Mike, our security guard out there, he was saying we should put a QR code on the top of our building so that people can just like snapshot it from the airplane windows and like get, you know, get led to the Lord through. Whatever. So, you know, we've got some fun ideas. Oh, so good. So good. Dylan came in to when we were praying as a team before tonight and he said he was talking to someone that was talking about Southeast Austin needs gentrification and he said, no, it needs purification. And he began to declare that Bethel Austin was the stake in the ground to purify the land, and yes. it was going to go out all over the city, and I agree with that. Brother. Come on. That's a, that's a word. That's a word. Okay. Y'all ready? Okay, we're going to do something a little different right now as we can, can get in toward the end of this. I'm watching the time. This is speed round, okay? Speed round. You've seen this or I'm that, nervous. okay? Yeah. This or that. So I'm okay. going to say two things, you know, like hot or cold, and you just say hot or cold. Okay. It's very simple. Yep. Ready? You understand? Yes. One I word answers, so. not a lot of and elaboration. We can't elaborate. Okay. Well, if you must, but we're going to try to keep this okay. speed round. Okay, here we go. Tex Mex or barbecue? Tex Mex. Barbecue. <laughs> Redding or Austin? Austin. Austin. <laughs> <laughs> barbecue. <laughs> I'm getting hungry. <laughs> Emmer and Rye or Peacock? Emmer and Rye. Although yes. Yes. Yes, to both. <laughs> Fantastic restaurants, guys, if you haven't tried them. Emmer and Rye is our favorite restaurant. Barracuda or grouper? <laughs> <laughs> That's just wrong. I feel like you have to elaborate on That's that. I'm going to say barracuda. Kess and I are the only ones on that page, but we went, on, we went deep sea fishing, you guys, in Mexico. It was a nightmare. Shane and Stacy got severely seasick. I've never seen anything like it like my heart was breaking for them and then Joaquin and then we ate we caught barracuda and we ate it and Kess and I thought it tasted delicious um and then Stacy and Joaquin got bad like food poisoning <laughs> it was so bad so you know it was grouper. just like a month ago <laughs> Shane and I were finally able to laugh about it <laughs> it was a traumatic we got healed yeah. finally uh, okay hazelnut latte or regular latte? Regular. Hazelnut. <laughs> That's a setup. <laughs> uh, although I don't drink them anymore, though. Oh, okay. Oat milk or regular milk? Oat, Oat milk. milk. Android or iPhone? iPhone. <laughs> okay, and I will say, I'm going to preface this next one, that this was submitted by Shane Harris. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys Dallas or Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Washington Redskins. <laughs> and lastly, Shane or Stacy. Washington football team, that's right. Oh, I don't know if I can answer that. Shane or Stacy. That was the last one you didn't even hear. Shaheen Kess. <laughs> 
too hard to choose. I'd choose you both. I put it right bef after the Cowboys, so I thought you would for sure say Stacy, and you could say well, Shane. So there we go. <laughs> okay, well, as we're wrapping up, which is perfect because we've come to the last question. So obviously, we're tonight raising financial support, making prophetic declarations, all of that. But is there anything else you'd like to ask of us as a congregation as we step into this next season? Pray and believe with us. You know, we've shared vision, talked about ministries. You know, none of this stuff happens without, without God, his presence. But our belief uh, invites his presence and his goodness. Like, he's got even so much more on his heart and store planned than what we've talked about, even what we know of. You know, we, we cannot exhaust God's greatness and his goodness. And so how far can we go if we really, truly believe together that God wants to do more than we can ask, think, or imagine? Yeah, so come Amen. on, believe with us. Amen. Yes. Amen. I would say stay hungry. Like stay hungry. Like let's never get comfortable, like no matter where we get to or what transitions are before us. Like as a people, our hunger pulls heaven into now, and the city of Austin needs an, an expression, a pure place where the presence of God dwells, and our hunger creates that place. So, you know, you know, we can't do it, just the two of us, you know, we can't do it, just our whole leadership team, like, we need every person who comes to just be hungry, hungry for what he's going to do, hungry for more, like, no matter how much we feel satisfied. Let's just keep pressing on for more. And if not for us, then for the city of Austin, because people walk into these doors already and encounter God without anyone speaking to them or without anyone praying for them. And people's lives, guys, like I say this all the time, you, you guys don't get the opportunity to hear the kind of testimonies all the time that we hear week in, week out about people's lives being completely changed by this place. And it's not because we have good ideas. It's not because we have it all together. It's not because we have pretty buildings. It's because you guys are hungry. And your hunger pulls heaven down. And people get to experience heaven because of that. So I feel like that's what we need. We need hungry people. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Thank you, Stacey. You're welcome. It's been so much fun. Thank I hope you. you've enjoyed this. You've learned a little bit about our leaders, a little bit more about this house and what God's dreaming. So thanks for letting me be a part of it. Come on. Thank you. Thank you. You are better than Oprah. Amen. Hey, worship team, why don't you guys come back up here? We, uh, <clears throat> we're going to close the service, and it is time to, to uh, pick up kids uh, but I do feel like that as we are sharing tonight, as all this was going on, I do feel like that there is an anointing for a sense of belonging that God's releasing. And I feel like there's some people in the room that are all in, but I feel like there's people in the room also that God has been speaking to your, to your heart even tonight, and you're just feeling connected to what God's doing. And, uh, and I just believe that God wants to speak to many of us. Let's just all end in prayer. You want to stand up with me. If you have children's in children's church, you can um, just go and get them. And we are, we are going to close the service. Uh, if you need to go, uh, you are, are blessed to go. Um, but in a minute, we're going to have the ministry team come up here and pray for people that want it. But if you just, it, that sense of belonging, I'm going to pray over you. And we just love to be in the presence. 
So the team's just going to play, and if you want to hang out, if you want to come lay on the floor, if you just want to be in, in God's presence, you can do that. If you need to go, you can do that. Fellowship, you can uh, just go out in the lobby and do that so we can keep this, this room just focused on his presence. But I'm going to pray. Put your hand on your heart, if you will. And Father, I just thank you for what you're doing in Austin. I thank you that there is a beautiful, uh, unique, wonderful thing that you're doing. And, and God, I, I thank you for just speaking to every heart and every spirit, God. People that, that are feeling connected tonight because of your, your spirit moving in their hearts, God. And we just bless that and we say that you're welcome here like I read in Exodus 35, just to bring your gifts, your talents, whatever it is, whether it's gold and silver, whether it's um, uh, 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 woven things, linen, it doesn't matter that your gifts and your talents are welcome here. And we invite you to come and join us on this journey as we go after God and his presence. So I just bless you with that tonight in, in Jesus' name. And everyone said... Amen, amen. Thanks for hanging out with us on this uh, unique but hopefully wonderful night. Uh, bless you as you go. If you're going to worship with us, you can come to the front. In a few minutes, we're going to call the ministry team up. Uh, but we love you guys. Bless you. Have a great week, and we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com.